Man har ju vetat länge hur skadligt det är ja. med för mycket socker och för mycket glukos i kroppen och ja. med de här spikarna. Men det som är nytt är att hon kopplar den kunskapen till att ha letat fram konkreta åtgärder man kan göra. It's just like if you have to take care of a plant, you know you need to give the plant some water. But if you give the plant too much water, the plant drowns and dies. The human body is the same. It needs some glucose for energy, but too much causes issues. It's estimated that 200 years ago, people only ate a few grams of sugar a year. And now it's something crazy, like 25 kilos of sugar per year. I mean, it's been a huge explosion. We're not meant for this. Hej och varmt välkomna till Hälsorevolutionen, Sveriges största hälsopodd för dig som vill ha inspiration och massor av energi på din bästa hälso- och livsresa. Och idag har vi förmånen att få möta en ny världsstjärna på hälsohimlen, eller hur Maria? Ja, Karina, det är så spännande. Hon har ju ett otroligt coolt namn på Instagram, glukosgudinnan. Glucose goddess. Glucose goddess, biokemisten Jesse Inchosbe som med sitt stora Instagram-konto med över en miljon följare och sin bok Glucose Revolution, glukosrevolutionen på svenska, har introducerat ett nytt, mycket mer pedagogiskt sätt att, ska vi säga, förstå och hantera de glukostoppar som gör oss sjukare, mer inflammerade, skapar hudproblem och trötthet. Mm. Nej, och det är en bok som har lärt mig och oss båda tror jag väldigt, väldigt mycket. Du eh, hade ännu mer förkunskaper än jag på det här området. Eh, boken eh, Glucose Revolution heter den på engelska, Glukosrevolutionen på svenska, har blivit en världssuccé redan. Den är såld till 38 länder och mitt förlag Your Life Books köpte rättigheterna till den här i våras. Det var otroligt kul, det skedde på London bokmässan men det började ju i Rom också Maria, eller hur? Ja, det här var ju musik från La Dolce Vita och det, det är en film som handlar om väldigt mycket märkliga möten. Och så kan det bli ibland i Rom att det är en stad som är lite oväntad och där hamnade jag på en middag introducerad av några vänner och träffade ett par i min ålder. Men de skulle ha med sin dotter och dottern kom en liten hund och hon satte sig bredvid mig och vi började prata. Och då visade det sig att, eh, jaha håller du på med hälsoböcker? Min bästa väninna, min rumskompis från universitetet har skrivit en världshit som heter Glucose Revolution. Och då hade ju du pratat med mig om den här boken att du var funderad lite grann. Ja men det var den. ju ni eh, lyssnare, någon av er som hade tipsat mig om hennes konto. Wow. Eh, och sen kom det liksom från lite olika håll samtidigt, precis så där som det gör när det är meningen, eller hur? Spännande, ja. Och så tog vi eh, kontakt med henne, eller du fick träffa hennes... Hennes agent Susanna och vi fick jättebra kontakt och ett härligt kreativt möte som sen ledde till att förlaget, mitt förlag fick rättigheterna och då 
kände jag ju direkt att det här var ett härligt samarbete som vi skulle kunna göra med mm. podden. Mm. Och du Maria har ju skrivit förordet mm. och jag är så glad för det. För mm. det ger en väldigt fin introduktion till den här glukosvärlden och den ja. enorma forskning som pågår på det här Verkligen. området. Jag, jag har hållit på bara i det här ju många år själv och hon har ju tagit det här till en ny nivå och gjort det här som otroligt smarta och lite lätt monomana människor gör. Alltså att man borrar ner jättedjupt i ett ämne mm. och gör allt om det och hon har tagit det här och vi har pratat så mycket om socker men hon har med sitt sätt att illustrera de här kurvorna mm. och vad som händer när man äter på lite olika mm. sätt förklarat för oss och givit oss nya verktyg tycker jag. Mm. Hon har givit mig med nya verktyg. Ja, men verkligen, hon har grafik på sitt Instagram-konto som också då har gjort eh, att boken har blivit rikt illustrerad. Mm. Och detta gör det väldigt, väldigt pedagogiskt. Hon skriver väldigt pedagogiskt. Och kul. Och kul och personligt ja. på samma gång. Så det, det är ju den typen av hälsoböcker jag gillar allra mest mm. som är otroligt djuplodande men samtidigt personliga mm. och Jesse kommer själv få berätta om sin, om sin personliga resa. Den här boken kommer ut på svenska den 3 januari så det är alltså inte långt kvar, nedräkning pågår och redan nu kan du förboka ditt ex. Vi kommer att lägga in en länk i beskrivningen av det här avsnittet så att det blir enkelt och ja vi tror att det är en perfekt bok att kicka igång det nya året med men vi mm. ville låta er lära känna Jesse redan nu för att komma in i den här spännande spännande glukosvärlden mm. och nu är det väl dags för glukosgudinnan själv Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Vi fortsätter vårt roliga betalda samarbete med Bosch. De har precis kommit ut med sin nya köksmaskin serie 6 som har fått en naturlig plats i mitt kök. Att baka gör mig lugn. Jag har länge tänkt att jag vill baka oftare. Och nu har det blivit mycket enklare tack vare serie 6 med sina smarta sensorprogram. 
Och den här gången valde jag ett recept ur din kokbok, Maria. Vad glad jag blir. Berätta, vad valde du? Jo, men jag ska baka din mormors härliga recept på Earl Grey Cakes. Som då kommer från Hälsorevolutionen, kokboken. Och för det här receptet så rekommenderar du just en köksmaskin. Eftersom det är ganska många ingredienser. Så därför har jag dragit mig för att baka de här. Det har känts lite knepigt och svårt eftersom jag inte haft någon egen köksmaskin tidigare. Och så här lät det. Ja, nu har serie 6 köksmaskinen fått jobba på här ett tag. Och det har blandats ihop till en perfekt liten smul smet här. De innehåller havregryn, smör, bovetemjöl, bakpulver, havssalt, eh, citronsest, ingefära, blötlagda Earl Grey teblad och sen kallt Earl Grey te och honung och till sist kakao nibs. Ja, ni fattar, det här kommer bli så himla gott. Ja, men det här är så kul och min mormor hade ju tyckt det här var fantastiskt. Hon var ju alla de här ingredienserna och det här med, med ett litet bra kex och en kopp te det var liksom väldigt mycket hon. Jag tror att hon drack 16 koppar te varje dag. Och just tekex var liksom lite specialitet ja. för henne. Det jag uppskattar särskilt med serie 6. Nu när jag har bakat med den några gånger. Det är till exempel eh, den enkla funktionen att man kan väga ingredienserna. Både ovanpå köksmaskinen och direkt i skålen. Och sen de sju olika sensorprogrammen eh, som är... Passar allt från när man bakar med gäst till att man vill vispa grädde eller maräng eller något annat. Och eh, den här gången när jag gjorde Earl Grey-kexen så hade jag program nummer fyra som funkade perfekt just för detta. Och det är en unik 3D-rörelse som gör att alla ingredienserna fångas upp liksom, från botten och blandas väl. Ja, bakning och matlagning det är ju personligt i varje familj, för mig också. Det känns jättekul att recepten sprids och vi kommer lägga ut receptet på vår Instagram också, eller hur Karina? Ja, hur blev kexen förresten, Earl Grey-kexen? Ja, men så himla goda med den här citronsmaken mm. i kombination med Earl Grey-tet. Man kan få testa köksmaskinen serie 6 i hela hundra dagar. Den finns redan nu att köpa hos Power och där kan man även få mer info om köksmaskinen. Lycka till! Okej, okay, I would like to welcome you, Jessin Chauspe, glucose goddess to the health revolution. Thank you for having me, Maria. Thank you. Where are you right now? I'm currently in New York City. Mm-hmm. So you are, it's morning, you've just woken up or? It's morning, it's 8 a.m. So I'm here this week um, for a bunch of work and fun photo shoots And it's really surprisingly warm in New York, actually. I just had my morning coffee. Um, it's mm. a lovely little stay. So uh, tell us about your background. How did you come to where you are today? So I would say my health journey started when I was 19. So up until the age of 19, I was living a very happy, healthy life, no problem. At 19, I had a really bad accident. So I broke my back jumping off a waterfall on vacation with friends. Followed a very intense, painful surgery. A lot of um, physical and mental problems started happening after that surgery. And so at that young age, it became so clear to me that if you don't have your health, 
you really have nothing. And it's the foundation of life to make sure that your health is okay. And this became so clear to me because I was suffering so much. And I went on a journey, essentially, to try and figure out how to heal myself, how to feel good again, how to feel good when I woke up in the morning, because I felt completely broken. So my journey started by first switching from studying mathematics to studying biochemistry. So I went to grad school in the U.S. for biochemistry to try to understand the body and the cells and how things worked. And then I worked for five years in a genetics company in California, in Silicon Valley. And I thought, you know, if I can understand my DNA, then I can understand everything about myself and I can figure out what to do to feel better. Unfortunately, you know, back in the day, we thought DNA was everything. It was going to change our understanding of health. It was going to tell us about how to personalize medicine. What I found is that actually it's not that simple. Like your DNA is actually not that predictive. It doesn't tell you what you need to do to wake up feeling good tomorrow. So I was a little bit disappointed. But as I was in Silicon Valley and working there, I had the opportunity to try a device that changed everything for me. I had the opportunity to try a continuous glucose monitor, which is a device that diabetics put on the back of their arms to measure their blood sugar levels in real time. And me as a non-diabetic- carrying one right now there you go. under here. Yeah, there you go. So it's like a little white circle on the back of your arm. And as a non-diabetic, I thought that nothing would come of it, you know, because I was always told like, only diabetics should care about their glucose levels. But when I put it on, it was a complete revelation for me. Two main things happened. One, all of a sudden, I had a way to communicate with my body by seeing my blood sugar levels on my phone, reacting to what I was doing. I felt like I had opened a discussion, finally, with this body that had been so foreign to me for so long. I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, you're responding to what I'm doing. I see what's happening within. So I started creating much better of a relationship with myself. And then second, and this changed everything for me, I found that when my blood sugar levels were unstable, when I had lots of spikes, my mental health was way worse. Mm. And so that was my first clue that this was going to be very important in my healing. And so after that, I dove straight into all the glucose science. And now I'm the glucose goddess. Now you're the glucose goddess. And uh, you started your journey by creating an Instagram account that attracted a lot of followers. So what did you learn by having this enormous intimate interaction with all your followers? So what I started sharing on my Instagram were all the things that I had learned and that helped me heal. So, for example, I learned that the vast majority of us actually have these glucose spikes every day. Some estimates say about 80% of the population. And I found that these glucose spikes, depending on who you are, they will create lots of different symptoms in yourself, from cravings to difficult mental health to infertility, right? And then I discovered all these hacks, all these easy tips that I know we'll get into that allow us to avoid these spikes and feel better and heal without needing to go on a diet or give up any of the foods that we love. And so when I found this, I started putting it on Instagram. And to be honest, like at the beginning, it was just me in my living room with like 75 followers on my Instagram account. And it wasn't as clear as now where there's over a million people. I learned that 
people really want information that is backed by science. Um, people are really hungry for this kind of stuff and that people want to learn. But that often what happens is that a scientific discovery gets made and then it stays locked in a scientific paper for years, you know, for almost decades sometimes. And that there was a real need for somebody to come in like myself and take those scientific discoveries and make them really approachable and fun and understandable. So I think through this Instagram account, I really found my place. I really found this place of scientific translator that I think is my zone of talent, honestly, and also is so helpful to the world. So it's, I feel very grateful that I was able to do this. And from the account uh, into the book, The Glucose Revolution. So how did you decide, why did you decide to package it into a book? What was that thought process? For me, this whole glucose journey was really just me responding to what people wanted. So it felt very much like I'm at the service of this message and of this information, and I'm going to respond to what the world needs. And so the book was very uh, surprising. So the woman who's now my uh, literary agent, she saw my Instagram about one year after I started it. And at that point, I had, you know, maybe like 10,000 followers. And she reached out to me and she said, listen, I think what you're doing is amazing and you should write a book and I want to help you. So let's um, get into the biochemistry a little bit. What is glucose and why does it matter to us? Glucose is your body's preferred source of energy. So every single cell in your body uses glucose for energy. So right now, Maria, you know, your, your hand cells are using glucose to hold up the papers. My mouth cells are using glucose to speak. My brain cells are using glucose to think. Every single cell in your body uses glucose to perform its function. And as humans, the main way that we get glucose to our body is by eating foods. Specifically, eating foods that are starchy, so like bread, rice, pasta, potatoes, oats, or foods that are sweet. So anything sweet from dessert to fruits. And so you might think, okay, if glucose is my body's energy and I want to give my body as much energy as possible, I should just eat as much starchy and sweet foods as possible. That's where everything breaks down, actually, because it's not the case. It's just like if you have to take care of a plant, you know you need to give the plant some water. But if you give the plant too much water, the plant drowns and dies. The human body is the same. It needs some glucose for energy, but too much causes issues. And too much glucose creates glucose spikes. So very quick increases in blood sugar levels after a meal. And these spikes are the ones that have all the consequences. So why do the spikes matter to us? What happens during these spikes, which is detrimental to our biology? There are three main biological principles that happen in your body when there's a glucose spike. And these then lead to all sorts of symptoms depending on the person. So the three mechanisms are number one, Every time a glucose spike happens in your body, you age faster. So from the moment you're born, you actually slowly age until you die. But this aging process is quite similar to cooking. It's almost as if from the moment you're born, you slowly cook 
And then when you're fully cooked, you die, almost like a chicken in the oven. Like it's the same process. This process is called glycation. And the more glucose spikes you have, the faster glycation happens, the faster you age. And this shows on your skin with wrinkles, for example, but also on the inside, you know, your organs are slowly deteriorating. So that's number one. The more glucose spikes you have, the faster you age. Number two, glucose spikes create inflammation in your body. Because when glucose spikes happen in your cells, your cells become super overwhelmed, stressed out, and that causes inflammation. And inflammation is the root cause of almost all the diseases that we know. And it's estimated that about three out of five people will die of an inflammation-based disease. So inflammation is really a big driver of problems, and glucose spikes increase this inflammation. So those are the two first ones, aging and inflammation. And the last one is your body, when there's a glucose spike happening, it really wants to protect you against this high glucose level. You know, your body is just trying to keep you alive and it's doing the best it can. And what it does in response to a glucose spike is that it releases a hormone called insulin. And insulin is amazing. And the job of insulin is to grab any extra glucose floating around, any excess glucose, and to store it away so it doesn't cause too many issues. And insulin stores glucose away in your muscle, in your liver, and in your fat cells. So it's one of the ways that we gain weight. And it's really fascinating when you think about it because weight gain, even though, you know, we can have very complicated feelings about fat in our body, actually putting on fat is a protection mechanism against high glucose levels. So we should thank, you know, our love handles and our fats because they're just protecting us against too much aging and inflammation happening. So those are the three main things and they lead to many, many symptoms. So uh, if you look at the amount of glucose in our diets, if we compare it to our ancestors, the hunter and gatherers, a type of existence we lived until about 10,000 years ago, or early industrial society, how much glucose do we eat today compared to what we were, the kind of the amount that we were made for biologically? So we eat way more today than before. And it's kind of all due to the fact that the food industry has found that they can make very cheap and very addictive, highly starchy and sweet foods. So when you go to a supermarket, you know, a lot of the dry foods, a lot of the candy, the biscuits, the cereals, the, all this stuff, that's just pure glucose, essentially. It's pure sugar, so it's glucose and fructose. But we're just surrounded now by extra glucose everywhere. In the past, we would get glucose only from, you know, whole fruit and then some starches that we would actually, you know, domesticate and then make into bread or things like that. So it's estimated that 200 years ago, people only ate a few grams of sugar a year. And now it's something crazy, like 25 kilos of sugar per year. I mean, it's been a huge mm. explosion. We're not meant for this. We're not meant for this, but it taps into a sort of, you know, biological reward system. And that's why it's really hard for us to not eat as much sugar. 
Yeah, let's talk about that reward system. What is it that happens in the brain which that makes it so hard? Which kind of circuits are we tapping into? So we're tapping into the reward circuit. So in your brain, there's a substance that gets released called dopamine. And dopamine is the pleasure hormone. It's the same hormone as you get when you have sex, when you take illegal drugs, when you gamble. That's the same hormone as the one that gets released when you eat sugar. So sugar gives our brain pleasure. And when we eat something sweet, sometimes we can mistake that feeling for energy. We can feel like, oh, I feel so energized after eating this cookie. Actually, it's not energy, it's pleasure in the brain. So we just get addicted to this pleasure molecule. And experiments show us that your brain can never get enough of this pleasure molecule. Like if you're given open access to getting this pleasure molecule, you're just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. It's a deep evolutionary system Mm. that is there, hardwired there to make us want to eat sweet foods. Because in the past, you know, sweet foods were rare. They were fruit, um, but they contained a lot of calories and you should really try to eat them all as soon as you can find them. So it's more being a sugar addict has more with cocaine or uh, being, you know, a gambling addict than about the nutrition in itself. Oh, absolutely. And there's a few things that happen, you know, on the sugar addiction question. So people will sometimes say, oh, I'm addicted to sugar. Uh, What actually happens is, number one, when they eat something sweet, it creates dopamine in the brain. So you want to come back. But number two, when you eat something sweet, it creates a glucose spike and then a glucose drop. And that glucose drop activates the craving center in your brain and it makes you want to eat again and sweeter Mm -hmm. foods. So we're hardwired (laughs) to, you know, start this cravings roller coaster as soon as we start eating too many sweet things that create glucose spikes. So it's really important to learn what I, what I like to teach people is like, how do you eat sweet foods in a way that doesn't create this sugar addiction that so many of us are on? Hmm. So what would your reflection be on the fact that we, we, uh, we associate childhood with sweet foods? So when we want to reward our children, we teach them that they're kind of the type of food they should get to reward, you know, a good grade in school or they made a goal in soccer is something that's going to get their dopamine circuit started. What, what's going to happen with kids' behavior when we're, we teach them that from an early age? I think it's a big problem that we use sugar as a reward. You know, it's a really big issue because that's also how I was raised. And now I still have this belief in my head that if I do something good, I should go buy a cookie to, you know, reward myself because of that dopamine hit. It is a reward. It's literally the reward system in your brain. The problem is when we start doing that, we then raise children who have this belief that, oh, I did something good. I should get sugar as a reward when actually Mm -hmm. sugar is a poison. Like it should not be, it should not be used as a reward and it messes up so many things in our body. And I have to do more research into this because I think it's a very interesting topic in children. Sugar also deregulates their glucose levels, also impacts their behavior, their attention span, their mental health, you know, the inflammation in their body. Like, It's not like kids are immune to sugar. We have this belief that, oh, you know, until you're 10 years old, you can eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter because from the outside, kids look more or less healthy. But actually on the inside, you're training these reward systems Mm. to always want sugar. And you're harming, you know, 
the inside of the child's body. So it's not okay that sugar is a reward. But that's how society is, is built right now. And the food companies know this. And of course, you know, they sweet they the cereals, it. the sweet yeah. yogurts. I had a friend of mine who actually was really cool. She did like the only time we have sweets is when we do math problems, you know, like homework math. So in front of television, we have carrots and celery and dip. So she kind of turned the thing around and everybody thought she was very, very harsh on the kids. But I thought it was interesting. It's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff we can change. And I'm hopeful, but wow, the kids thing is like a whole other... Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, but that's where we also get trained. The palate gets yeah. trained for this very sweet type of foods. So where do we find... You talk about sugar and people will say, well, I don't have much sugar. I don't have sugar in my coffee. But the sugar is hidden in other types of food. Mm. So where do we find the sugars today? So I want to I wanna explain the difference between glucose and sugar, because I think that's quite important. So glucose is the molecule your body uses to make energy. And as I explained, glucose is in starchy foods and sweet foods. But there is a distinction. So in starchy foods, you find only glucose, okay? In sweet foods, you actually find glucose and this other molecule called fructose. And together, they make the sweet taste. That's why a cookie tastes sweet, but pasta does not taste sweet. It's because of the extra fructose in the cookie. And glucose spikes have a lot of bad consequences, but when you're eating something sweet, you're also getting this invisible fructose spike, which is even worse for the body. And that's why it's always better to eat something starchy like bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, then to eat something sweet. Because in the starchy food, it's just glucose. And in the sweet food, there's this bad fructose there as well. So that's one distinction. Um, and people say, oh, well, if I don't eat anything sweet, I'm not going to have glucose spikes. That's not the case, right? Because all the starchy foods you eat can also make glucose spikes. So that's one thing from like the biological standpoint. Then, you know, in processed foods, like tomato sauces and yogurts and all this stuff, manufacturers will put fructose in there. And you might not even know it because it's covered up by other stuff like salt and fat. And so you might not even know that your tomato sauce has all this fructose in it. So it's important to look at, at the labeling because it's not just in the white powder that you put in your coffee. It is everywhere. Hmm. So what type of, of ingredients should you look for in the ingredient list, if you're not only looking for sugar, but looking for the derivatives of sugar? Mm -hmm. So in my book, I have a long, long list of like the 50 different names of sugar. And unfortunately, there are new ones added every day. So the common ones are things like brown rice syrup, date paste, fruit juice concentrate, dextrose, maltose, rice syrup, honey, like there's a bunch of different names for all this mm -hmm. stuff. And we think that if it's called honey or date paste, it's better for us than let's say, you know, table sugar. It's not. It's all the same molecules of glucose and fructose. So I'm not going to recite them all, but if you look in my book, Glucose Revolution, you'll see in one of the last chapters, I go through all of these names. So it's important to try to learn about them so you can find them for sure. What about the artificial sweeteners? Since um, 
science started understanding the health effects of these glucose spikes. There have been a lot of experimentation and there's a wide variety from aspartame to uh, stevia. So it's like mm -hmm. a jungle out there. Uh, <laughs> where should one look to, to get sweetness without the spikes? So first of all, it's always better to have an artificial sweetener than it is to have real sugar. So a Coke Zero is always better for your health than a real Coca-Cola. People think, oh, artificial sweeteners, they're artificial, they're so bad, like it's better to have the real stuff. That is absolute crap. Like it's way better to have an artificial sweetener than the real, quote unquote, real sugar. Because yes, artificial sweeteners have consequences on your cravings, on your gut microbiome, but sugar has way more of those consequences. So don't be fooled into thinking that um, sugar is worse for you than artificial sweeteners. Then in the world of artificial sweeteners, as you said, Maria, there are many different ones. So the best ones that don't cause glucose spikes that seem to have a minimal impact on our health are stevia, allulose, monk fruit, erythritol. So those are pretty good. And then the ones that have more impact that we should try to avoid are things like aspartame, maltitol, etc. And you asked me, you know, how do we get the sweet taste without a spike? Of course, one way to do it is to have these artificial sweeteners instead. But actually, that's not the first place I would direct people. I would say, if you want to eat something sweet and you want to reduce the spike, pick your favorite sweet food. Pick your favorite ice cream, your favorite cookie, your favorite cake, whatever. And use some of the hacks that I share in my book to reduce the spike of those foods. So I know we'll get into this, but for example, you know, go for a walk afterwards, have vinegar before, have them as dessert instead of on an empty stomach, etc. Those are really more powerful. And I'm of the belief of that. Just have the thing you like, just have the ice cream or the cookie that you like and use the hacks to minimize the impact and minimize the creation of this cravings roller coaster. Hmm. We're going to come back in a, in a new episode uh, after the new year to these fantastic hacks. But I wanted to ask you if you would estimate the cost to our health caused by wild and irregular blood sugar uh, spikes, how would you describe that? What type of, of um, problem are we talking about on a personal level, on a societal level? It's very high because... First of all, the vast majority of us have these glucose spikes every day. And it impacts greatly our mental health, our physical health, and our society. So on the mental health part of things, glucose spikes create many different symptoms in the body, you know, whether it's cravings, chronic fatigue, problems with your hormonal system, your fertility, weight gain, acne, they increase brain fog and other problems linked to mental health. And the worst part is that since you don't know where these symptoms are coming from, they make you feel bad about yourself. You feel guilty you're having the cravings. You feel really helpless about the chronic fatigue you're experiencing. And your life becomes this very difficult situation in which you feel bad and you feel like you're a failure and you feel like your body is your enemy. So for me, that is a huge issue. People tend to medicate, suppress their symptoms, feel bad about them, when actually they're often your body speaking to you and trying to tell you there's glucose spikes underneath to fix. So that to me is a huge issue because it affects us every single day. Like most of the people I know, they were in that situation of just feeling down, feeling like they don't understand why they don't feel good and 
why their body is this complicated black box they can't understand. So to me, that's a huge day-to-day issue. Then on the physical side of things, glucose spikes are a very big driver of lots of different long-term diseases, whether it's Alzheimer's, which is now called type 3 diabetes or diabetes of the brain, or the very well-known type 2 diabetes, or, you know, cancer, heart disease, like all of these things get a higher risk if you're having a lot of glucose spikes. So it's really an interesting angle. Looking at your glucose levels and fixing that is a really beautiful, easy way to feel better today and help your health long term. Mm. Now, in terms of at a society level, like I don't even know how you would begin to estimate the cost if we're talking about like a monetary Mm. cost. But even just on a society level, we know that if you have lots of glucose spikes, you're going to be somebody who's more irritable. You're going to be somebody who wants to punish those around you more. So, of course, you know, and we're all familiar with being hangry or all of those um, symptoms you might have if, if you're on a sugar roller coaster and you need to, to get some more. I think it's really driving like significant problems in just the way we socially interact with each other. Like if everybody had steady glucose levels, I think the world would be a much more peaceful place. I think you are... Uh in one way, underestimating the problems of this. I think you would be able to close half the hospitals personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if we had more blood stable, people would be able to look after themselves much more. Mm-hmm. It's causing, it's the underlying kind of burner on a lot of effects. Do you think I'm exaggerating? No, I mean, it's it's hard to know exactly because glucose is a very important lens, but there's also other stuff going on. You know, of course, like smoking, alcoholism, like unhealthy processed foods, like for sure. So if we fix all glucose problems, well, first of all, we would fix all diabetes. So that's a huge driver of problems, of cost to the healthcare system, of suffering, of early death, of hospital beds. So, I mean, for sure, things would be much, much better. I can't, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how many yeah, hospitals let's, would let's be able to close. Let's not quantify, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would be a lot. No, no, it would be a lot. But it's interesting. So what you have done in your book, I I find as a science journalist, very interesting. You've taken the bulk of scientific knowledge, you've gone through the research, and then you've kind of let it work on you and started experimenting. Uh, So you've used new types of science, and then you have experimented with different types of foods and hacks that you found in scientific literature and experimented on yourself. Am I describing correctly your method of working? Yeah, exactly. You're completely correct. So sometimes people think that I, you know, am making conclusions based on my own glucose data, which is not at all what I do. What I do is I look at the latest science, as you said, and I find, for example, I don't know, there's a team in Brazil that found that a particular glucose hack works on the population. And then what I do is I test it on myself with my own glucose monitor. And then using my own glucose data, I show my community the effect of this hack on my body. So let's say I find, you know, a paper that says one tablespoon of vinegar reduces the glucose spike of a meal by 30%. I test it and I use my data to illustrate it. And at the very beginning, I was trying all these different things and it was kind of confusing for me to understand like, okay, so which hacks should I be using when and what does it mean when my spike is like this and like that? So I definitely feel like 
Now it's very clear to me the most important things to do to keep your glucose mm. levels steady. And I use my data just to illustrate that and to communicate that to my audience. How accepted would you say that your hacks are? Because, you know, in the science community, it takes a long time for scientific results to become one study in Brazil into an accepted truth all over in the scientific community. There is like a might be like a 10 year dissemination time. So these hacks that you are presenting, how accepted would you say that they are by the scientific community? That's a good question. I guess I don't really use the or think about it as an accepted or acceptance criteria. I think that people are always going to want longer term studies and more and more evidence. But I don't think we have the time to wait 20 years for a retrospective study that says, Oh, we confirm now that if people eat their vegetables first, starting when they're 20 years old, by 40, there's a lower risk of diabetes. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking wait around for that, guys. Like, we know these studies are pointing us in the right direction. These things are very low risk, and they've actually been done for a very long time by cultures around the world. Like, for example, the, the veggie starter hack, like, you can look at many different cultures that have done this culturally for a while, like in France... Traditionally, we start the meal with raw vegetables. In Italy, it's antipasti at the beginning. In the Middle East, it's herbs by the bunch at the beginning of a meal. Like, I try to, I try to take, of course, scientific studies, but also like just use your common sense. Like, does this make sense that this would help your glucose levels? And if it does, and it's low risk, and we have studies already explaining how it works, I'm not going to wait for the long term retrospective. It doesn't. We don't need to. It's not necessary to start acting now and feeling better. And then the good thing is, you know, I now have a community of over a million people and they message me every day telling me that it's working. So in a way, I have much more data than any <laughs> than any big scientific study would. Yeah. And I'm actually running right now um, an experiment on 4,000 people in my community that are starting the hacks and every week answering a survey on their symptoms and how it's going. So I try to track as much as I can and share as much information as I can. But um, what's important is that the hacks are low risk. We understand how they work. We have great evidence that they make sense. Um, and the benefit far outweighs, you know, the desire to wait 20 years. Cool. We wish you a lot of luck and we are going to have you back in January when you're also coming to Stockholm. Yes, I'm so excited to come. And you've picked absolutely the coldest and darkest time <laughs> of the year when your hacks are more needed than ever after Christmas. <laughs> I look forward to meeting you in person. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ja, Karina, det var glukoskudinnan direkt från New York. Ja, så kul att få träffa ja. henne. Jag har ja. ju lyssnat på poddar och sett ja. olika klipp. Och ja. Så härlig alltså, och inspirerande. Ja, och som hon tar ut den här kunskapen mm. nu eh, på ett sätt som man kan tänka att... Ja, liksom hon är som en slags skolsköterska. Alltså det här borde alla barn få höra, förstår vad jag menar? Ja, men hon det här. är on a mission. Oh, she alltså, is on a mission. Hon, det är ju, det är sånt driv när hon ja. pratar och när hon person, skriver person. också. Och det är ju verkligen ny kunskap. En del av er lyssnare kan ju extremt mycket om hälsa. Och ja. det har ju skrivits böcker om blodsocker förut. Ja. Och jag har fått frågan... Från flera jag känner. Men vad är det som är nytt med det här? Mm. Och det är ju hennes liksom, sätt att tackla all den forskning som nu finns. Och, och att dra ut lärdomarna och göra det så begripligt. Så att det blir så tydligt. Eller vad säger du? Vad, vad det, är liksom... Vad är det nya? Man ja. kan säga så här. Man har ju vetat länge hur skadligt det är. Ja. Med eh, för mycket socker och för mycket glukos i kroppen och ja. med de här spikarna. Hon beskriver ju den här rostningseffekten, glukeringen, inflammationen ja. Ja. och insulinspikarna. Men det som är nytt är att hon kopplar den kunskapen till att ha letat fram konkreta åtgärder man kan göra. Ja. För att istället för att ha en blodsockerkurva som ser ut som flera Mount Everest mm. efter varandra ser mm. ut som Himalaya. Så vill vi ha en blodsockerkurva som ser ut som de nordiska fjällen. Ja. Lite runda, snälla fjäll. Ja. Som liksom lite böljar så här. Ja. Mm. Att leta fram den forskningen. Att omsätta det till experiment på sig själv. Och använda de här. Koppla det med en mjukvara. Där hon har fått fram de här kurvorna. Mm. Och där hon tydligt kan visa. Titta, eh, så här blir det om jag äter bara en potatis. Mm. Eller så här blir det om jag äter potatis med grönsaker och mm. kött. Mm. Eh, och det ska vi komma in på lite senare. Det hon kallar för att klä på sina kolhydrater. Ja, ja. Eh, så, så det är liksom hela den kedjan som hon har gjort så himla pedagogisk. Och att hon har nördat in sig på bara kolhydrater och borra ner i det ämnet. Så tänker jag. Hon har gjort jobbet åt oss. Hon ja. har gjort det mycket ja. mer praktiskt. Och hon har liksom, det är ju en rad aha-upplevelser. Absolut. Och att det här är någonting som vi alla kan må bra av. Vare sig man är i riskzonen för diabetes Absolut. eller inte. Ingen mår bra av en Mount Everest-kurva. Nej, nej. Även om man inte har så mycket riskfaktorer för just diabetes. Mm. Därför att det där leder till ökad risk för en massa andra sjukdomar också. Exakt. Så man kan ha glädje av det 
om man har problem i familjen men om man har andra utmaningar också mm. eller om man bara vill må bättre i vardagen. Mm. Mm. Det är som är så spännande och vi kommer komma tillbaka till henne i januari. Ja, boken kommer ut på svenska, Glukosrevolutionen kommer ut den 3 januari och samma vecka kommer då nästa avsnitt där vi kommer att prata med Jesse om de olika superknepen. På engelska, de olika hacksen som hon har jobbat fram baserat på forskning. Baserat på forskning och experiment på sig själv. Och interaktion med sin stora en miljoner följargrupp på Instagram. Så hon har jobbat väldigt modernt kan man säga med vetenskapen. Blir du nyfiken på att läsa boken först av alla så... Är det ett smart sätt att gå in och förboka boken så att du får den så fort som möjligt. Och vi har lagt in länken för detta både på vår Instagram och också i beskrivningen av detta avsnitt. Då kommer du få få boken först. Tack för att du lyssnade. Tack, vi hörs igen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.